This is Muhammad Ali, the heavyweight champion of the world, down at the lunar station Cape Kennedy, on the way to Mars for the first universal title. This is Blank on Blank. I'm David Gerlach. And in this edition, a vintage interview with Muhammad Ali that we've just uncovered. It was recorded back in 1966 by a teenager from suburban Chicago. Few people heard it back then, but now, almost 50 years later, Michael Eisner has dusted it off, and he's going to take us back to that day on the south side of Chicago when he got the interview of a lifetime. I was probably nine years old when I first realized how much I loved radio. When I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I would go down to Chicago and watch the real DJs work down at the big Chicago radio stations. And then I had an opportunity to get into Nutrier High School in Winnetka, Illinois, and they had a radio station there. And we called up out of nowhere celebrities that were in town in Chicago. And then I decided that I needed to start bearing down on some of my heroes. And one of them, of course, was Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. Hello, this is Muhammad Ali, the heavyweight champion of the world. I will be speaking to you soon on WNTH 88.1 FM in Winneka. Okay, so we're 17 years old. We're sitting in the office, nervous, waiting for this guy to arrive. And Ali screeches up in his red Cadillac convertible right in front of a fire plug. 24 years old, hops over, doesn't he open the door? Hops over and comes in the office. And this girl comes and sits on his lap. She must have been 18, 19 years old. And he starts doing this riff. And it is this bizarre scenario that he created of him going to Mars and fighting the champion up on Mars. And I don't have the tape recorder on. And I said to him, champ, do you you think you could do that again? There will be seven satellites circling the United States, bouncing the fight here. We have to stop at about 10 space stations on the way. We estimate our time at getting there in about 10 years, 1976. I'll be 10 years older, but I will still be in good shape. I expect the fight to go about 12 seconds. I'm fighting the green giant up there named Pelisha Kawaka. And after knocking him out, I hope to be back on Earth at about 1986. You know, I have this microphone in front of this guy who's one of the most famous people on earth. And we start to ask him questions. Okay, Muhammad Ali, uh, how did you first become interested in boxing? Well, I started about 12 years ago. Someone stole my bicycle and I said, I'm gonna learn how to fight so I can catch him and beat him up. But I never did catch him. But I ended up the champ of the whole world. That's right. While you were an amateur, did you have a desire to become a professional boxer? No, I didn't. I just started out as an amateur, but uh, I didn't know that I would end up the champion. And after winning all the amateur titles, then it came to me, it dawned on me that I had a chance to be a top professional. Was there any particular uh, boxer that you really idolized before you became a pro? Yeah, Sugar Ray Robinson was my idol, and he still, I think, is the greatest of all times. Did you more or less try to pattern yourself after him? Well, a little of my ideas I got from him, footwork, uh, left jab and things like that. Mm-hmm. 
Did you resent that uh, hard training that you had to go through before major buys? No, I didn't. I never have really resented hard work because I've always liked it. Up every morning for road work, going to the gymnasium every day at 12 o'clock. I did never changed my pattern. Why did you feel that you had to campaign for your first fight with Sonny Liston? Well, there were so many fellows ranked over me. I couldn't just whip them all. So I had to outshadow them by talking. And it made me a bigger drawing card, so the promoters wanted me instead of the rest. It gave me a quicker shot at the title. Because of this talking before the fight, do you think you had an edge over your opponent? Well, well mentally a little. Mentally. Some of them were thought I was crazy. They were frightened, and many of them were frightened. And this helped me a lot. Did you expect a tougher fight from Patterson and Liston? No, I didn't. It wasn't tougher. He lasted longer because I wanted it that way, the way it talked about me and my religion and everything, and my leader. I figured he needed a good spanking, so. Mr. Alley, what in your estimation is the future of boxing today? Well, well if the boxers are more, more colorful, talked a little like I did, and just do as half as much as I did for boxing, it will be all right. What business do you feel that you would like to go into after your retirement? Oh, real estate, real estate building, real, real estate projects, apartment houses. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. For me to be sitting in front of this guy and interviewing him, incredible, in, incredible. Something I'll never forget as long as I live. So I hope that uh, all of you will be here waiting for me and tell your children before uh, they come into this world here on earth that the champion is leaving now and I will be back in 20 years with the universal title. Thank you. I asked Michael what it's like to go back in time and listen to this kid, this younger version of himself, interviewing one of the most famous people in the world. He said there are, of course, all kinds of things he wished he would have asked, but he really only has one regret. You know, I guess if I have any regrets at all, it's that I didn't get him to somehow spit his gum out <laughs> during the interview. Now, we have also created an animated video version of this rare interview with Muhammad Ali. It was produced in collaboration with Storyboard, Tumblr's in-house editorial arm. And Sky Dylan Robbins over there, she just did a great job making this come to life. Go to blankonblank.org, our website, to see a stop-motion Muhammad Ali fighting for the title on Mars. Amy Drozdowska helped produce this audio version that you've been listening to. And lastly, Michael Eisner, thank you for holding on to this interview all these years and letting us bring it to our listeners. I hope all the journalists out there are inspired to look into their archives and tell us what you find. Our email, interviews at blankonblank.org. Blank on Blank is distributed by the Public Radio Exchange, prx.org. I'm David Gerlach. Keep listening. Keep listening.